1: Thank you for joining us on another episode of Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. And I just had to start recording because when I start to talking with our guest today, I'm like, this is too good to not start sharing it because Nicole Sylvester, she is truly embodiment of my whole core beliefs on how to blend business and spirituality and how to really hustle with ease and what is truly possible in our life. She's also author of a book, Ship, that I still yet get to read, so... it's on my list but nicole thank you so much for creating the time and space to be here today
2: yes i'm so excited i i love all the things you're about and um i'm honored to be on your podcast
1: Thank you. And before we will dive in a little bit into your stories, because I truly believe, like I said, what you embody and the possibilities and hope, and I truly believe that when we are in the darkest point, the hope, it's something that we all need. Sometimes it's the only thing that can really move us forward. So before we go into that and your story, um, I would love to ask you um, a question that I love asking at the beginning of the story. So, I know you are right now in California, right? Yes. So imagine that you are right now walking on a beautiful sunny beach. It's early morning, so the sun is really gentle and it's just touching really nicely gently your skin and there's almost no one, there's just the birds and the ocean and the waves and you're feeling just so connected to nature and to yourself and you're feeling so on purpose. And as you're walking like this way on the beach and just really connect that with the waves and the wind in your face, There's a young little girl running around and she runs to you and she says, oh my gosh, you're so beautiful. Who are you? What is the one thing you would like her to know? Not what do you do, but who you really are?
2: Hmm. If she said, who are you? I think initially when you said that, number one, that was a very beautiful visual. I was feeling it. I was in it. (laughs) And if a little girl ran up and asked me who I was, I think I would just... just say, I'm Nicole. And I would ask about her. And it would be more about connecting. It wouldn't be anything about my job. All the things, that stuff's all irrelevant (laughs) to her, to a little girl. So it'd be more about just connecting and and finding out why she's there. Why am I meeting this little girl on the beach in the morning? (laughs) You know, So that would be the thing. So I think it would just be about being present and being connected more than what I would say.
1: Mm, I
2: love that.
1: I love that because what you're saying with that, it's like, all of the descriptions that I would give her would be irrelevant, What is really important is being present and being connected. And mm-hmm. that's even more powerful than trying to find that one thing that you would like her to know. It's truly about connecting with other human beings. And I think yeah. sometimes what we miss nowadays, we're like going, 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 and we're like, oh, I feel disconnected and I feel lonely. So being able to be present and connect, it's amazing. Have you always been like this this present as you are now? No.
2: (laughs) No. Hell no. (laughs) And I think that's what makes me so good at what I do is because I've been on a very opposite end of the spectrum. And I know what it's like to be there. And I found the peace and the freedom and just the simple like pleasures and treasures of life in being present. And when you say that, even with the little girl, sometimes, you know, with the adults that meet face-to-face, maybe not on the beach in the morning, but we meet people at networking events or conferences or, you know, in email. And we want to give all these fancy descriptions. But really what I always say is, it's what we make people feel that is going to make them want to come closer. And really, I always say, it's like feeling your heat. Like when your heat is up and you're warm, it's like a fire. People want to come closer. They want to warm their hands. They want to warm their hearts. That's more of you being you than you saying, I'm a number one bestseller. I mean, I go through all those things and I'm a podcaster. I'm the creator of, we do it. it's like the game of life, but it's not what really makes people other tuned in people come closer.
0: No, I absolutely love it and
1: I, and I truly believe in it. It's the energy and being magnetic. And like you said, what makes yes. you, it's really you. Like we overthink and overanalyze what is the right thing to say, what is the right thing to write. And the thing is that when we realize and truly embodying like, hey, this is me, like you take it or you leave it, it makes life of everybody else easier, right?
2: Yes. Yes. So and I get caught up in that too, in my business all the time. So it's a constant like coming back home to this is not what it's about. Hmm. In the long term, this is not what it's about. And um yeah, so I went to go see Lisa Nichols speak yesterday and I literally was like in tears for most of the talk. And it was just like she was just being in her power. Like you could just feel her. It wasn't even so much what she was saying as much as it was like her presence was just like, it was so moving. So, yes.
1: Yeah. I, I love Lisa. She's she's amazing. I've read her book, you know, The Abundance Now. And yeah, it was just, So beautiful and empowering. And now that you mention her, it really like brings me back to your story because how she built herself up from you know nothing and being single mom and taking care of her little son and really like fighting and growing. It it goes back to you, the way you have grown and evolved. So, can you for those who never heard your story, can you share a little bit of what happened to grow?
2: Yeah. And that's why I was think I was in tears. It was just like witnessing her and her power and knowing where she's been, it reminded me of like, you know what? Like just dig back in, dig deeper. There's more here for, for me, for all of us. But in terms of my story, yes. So, you know, for me, I never planned to do any of this. This was not in my five year plan five years ago me being a life coach was not happening like that. None of this was my my plan. It was something that I was called to do in a meditation. Um, and it just became clearer and clearer. And how I even got here and all my spiritual path was because I was suffering big time. I was diagnosed with a panic disorder. I, was di- I had agoraphobia. I couldn't even cross the street because I was having such intense panic attacks. Um, and I was down to like 100 pounds and I was feeling so sickly. And really what was happening was I had all this trauma from my past that I had never looked at. I literally was just trying to move on and restart my life and pretend none of it ever happened. And the reality was that, you know, I grew up in a home where there was addiction and domestic violence and crime and all these things. And then by the time I was 17, I was in my first abusive relationship. And I had this pattern of loving men that continued to like just beat me up or Mm -hmm. didn't love me or cheat on me. And finally, it was when I moved to Vegas when I was 22 that I met a man who became my daughter's father. And we started doing, we were selling drugs, a lot of them. (laughs) Like I made my first million by the time I was 25. I bought a $900,000 house on a golf course. Um, I had all these things happening, and it was, when my daughter was about two and I wanted to leave this lifestyle and the abuse had gotten so bad that there was a day where I had to get 10 staples on the crown of my head because he had thrown something at my head, a wooden something. And it was then when I knew like I have to escape him. So I literally had to put sleeping pills in his food to escape him. And that's where the beginning of my book starts. So it was literally like this extreme getting out of the space, Um, and when I left six weeks later, I get a call from Vegas homicide that he murdered a woman in our home. And that was the climax of like all of this generational domestic violence that has happened in my family, where it was kind of normal, the addiction and the drugs and the crime that were kind of normal in my family. I realized like, it's up to me to stop it so that I went on a journey and I moved to LA to just have a normal life and my life has been anything but normal since. (laughs) So (laughs) it's been anything but normal, but apparently, you know, God has a big calling for me. And, um, I had to go through all those things, but first what I had to do was learn how to accept and love myself for them because no one else is going to accept and love me. If I couldn't learn to see that every part of my path was perfect and made me into who I am now to teach the things I'm meant to teach. So that's the gist of it. So for the past four years, I've been running my business. And um, my business, I've been, the first year was really a financial struggle. I was on welfare and all these things. And then I just really believed in it. I kept digging and digging and doing the work. And then my second year, I hit 200,000, 204,000. And then I've just been growing. So yes, it was kind of like against all odds. But I always say that um, spirit is my strategist. And that's how the Harmonious Hustle thing was born. is not the hustle and push and force is to really be in surrender and alignment and take action from there.
1: I love that so much. I'm here like nodding my head. like <laughs> Yes, yes. yes. And your story is incredible, you know, like really going from surviving to be changing people's lives in such a important way. And it's so beautiful when I see your story, the, the, the main thing is you really get to love and accept the whole of you. It's not just the good things. It's not just when we're feeling good and and feeling up to it. It's everything, the whole of you. So I wonder, Nicole, what were some of your first steps, how to learn to accept yourself and how to maybe even forgive yourself from the past to allow all those things to happen because I myself was in very abusive relationships because I grew up in, you know, physically and mentally abusive household. And that's all we know. We Mm -hmm. we don't know that there is something better and like love me. No, no, no. I got to love everybody else and then maybe I will deserve the love. So what were some of the first steps that you took to accept yourself
2: Yeah. I would say I didn't even know that that was what I needed to do at first. Like at first I was like, I just need to get sober. I just need to stop dating these kind of men. And what I found was that as I was going into, um, like when I discovered spiritual practice, right. I did it because I was physically suffering, like all the physical ailments. And when I discovered that there was this whole idea of, I met my teacher, Michael Beckwith, Reverend Michael Beckwith, and um, he, he shared this thing in, in Agape one day. And it was like, there's a part of you that can never be tarnished or broken or damaged, no matter what has happened to you. And that, like, I still have chills when I say that to you because it was like, whoa, really? that's a possibility like that opened me up. It planted a seed that there's a part of me that may not be ruined by all the things that happened. Let me explore that. And I mean, that was 10 years ago that I heard that message. So it was a, an ongoing journey of reading the books. Um, a course in miracles, I was a student of that for a long time, still refer back to some of those like favorite lessons of mine. So it was just the part of me that's not broken. Like, let me let me explore what would life be like if i accepted that and i would say the next thing was coming out i would say this was a big one is me coming out about this because when i moved to la in 2009 i just pretended that my old self never existed like i literally just was like i'm going to be nicole now i went by nikki my whole life i was like i'm going to be nicole now and i'm going to pretend that the murder didn't happen i'm going to pretend that the drug dealing didn't happen i'm going to pretend that Being a stripper didn't happen. I'm gonna pretend that all these things didn't happen and I want to start a new life. And what happened was physically I went on and did that. I got a job. I pretended, I lied about like where my daughter's father was. And then what happened was all that emotional trauma made me sick. Mm -hmm. And I was like diagnosed with all these mental illness. I didn't have a mental illness. I was not being in alignment with myself. I was disconnecting myself from my truth and who I really was. And I labeled all those things as bad, wrong, broken, not good enough. And that was making me sick. So in 2015, I had a like coming out video I made on YouTube. It's really, I look back at it now and I'm like, Oh God, the makeup and everything in that video was off. But the message is still there was that that was my coming out where I said, all these things happened to me. And part of my liberation is me accepting all of these and now guiding other women to look at the parts of themselves where they've abandoned themselves and dismissed who they really are and finding their power in those places. So that would be like the second big one
1: yeah that's really powerful and you know i i feel like even when women don't go through like these are big things you know yeah. like this is big but what i can see in other women very often it's a little things that keep happening in their lives and they lose the touch with who they really are because yeah. there's always everyone or everybody around them and how would you say that they can find a path back to them back to who they really are how can they really strip all those layers when they are still discovering themselves
2: i would say and i also know this to be true i mean there's people that come to me there's people that i meet it's like little things like i have too much credit card debt or i had an abortion when i was 18 or you know for other women it could be like i let go of this person that i should have stayed with or i cheated on someone or there's all these little things that create this little shame and wanting to hide Mm-hmm. And any place where we find shame, we typically will find ourselves wanting to abandon an aspect of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, the first thing is to, for me, is coming back into a space of I'm willing to see my divinity. I'm willing to see that there's nothing wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with you is like the most empowering, healing thing that we can tell each other and also tell ourselves. There's nothing wrong with me. So, it, for me, looking at my entire path in knowing and trusting, and this is where it comes down to your relationship with spirit or your higher power, whatever you want to call it, the universe. What if every part of your path was perfect? Now, for some of you, you may be in a space where you're like, no, I have like piles of debt right now. I'm in the middle of a divorce. I have a diagnosis. And in that moment, you might not be able to see how it's perfect. If you would have took a snapshot of my life in 2008 when I'm cleaning up a murder seen in my house, like literally you would have been like, this woman is not going anywhere in her life. She's addicted to cocaine. She's a single mom. She feels like crap. She always dates men that beat her up. She's not going to be anything. Who would have thought that this many years later, 12 years later, I would be getting paid tens of thousands of dollars for people to help other people's lives. Nobody would have expected that because you can't see where people are going when they're in their, in their medicine. Right? So it's just looking at every part of your path as this is shaping me. There's something bigger that's unfolding here. And that's a level, that takes a level of trust and surrender.
1: You know what? I gotta share this with you.
2: Yeah. And surrender
1: are my two words for this year. Oh, good. Yeah, I love it. Because I did it uh, like... Three years ago, the trust and surrender, like when I heard about it, it's like, oh, I'll pick the work for the year. What are you really going to focus on? <laughs> yeah. And I did it and it changed my life because three years mm. ago, I let go of toxic relationship, you know, happily divorced. Um, and then I let go of my social media marketing business to really be doing the work that really feels like me and aligned. So three years ago, when i chosen the trust and surrender, I was... That was like a surrender a on new level. So when you keep yeah. doing it today, it's for me just really this beautiful reminder of it's it really is what can guide us.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because if we are trying to to do it all by ourselves and we are trying to control outside circumstances, we are so limited. Yes, We can really trust and surrender. And like you said, it doesn't matter if you believe in source or God or spirit or the universe, give it whatever name you want, but you know, there is something bigger than yourself. And when you're like, when you can delegate, like I I heard about this exercise, you know, like a few weeks ago, like when you write down your to-do list, you do the things that you want to do now yourself, the rest you delegate it to the universe. I
2: love that. And it's I love to think of delegating it.
1: Yes, because it's not like, oh, letting it go or procrastinating or putting it in the back burner so we're feeling guilty and ashamed. It's like I'm delegating because I'm trusting and I know that when I'm trusting something even bigger comes to me. And I absolutely love what you said about what if all that is happening, all, all that is on my path is perfect for me. Because one mantra that I kept saying myself through the dark moments was like, you're perfectly made for your purpose.
2: Yes, yes. And we get and I, mind. And I was like, I would say that for someone that's in that space, um, we can find ourselves in a dark moment Anytime, right? Because we're constantly in a space of like expansion and contrast. So it's like we're going back and forth. And no matter what level of success we reach, we could find ourselves in a dark moment where we're like something new is being born. So to speak on that a little bit, it's like having that trust and surrender. You say like delegate to the universe. Um, I would say like, I'm not trying to micromanage God. And I never knew that I would be here. And I think for anyone listening, it's like the reason why I've really let go of the idea of a five-year plan. When people ask me that, it's like funny to me because five years ago, I never knew any of this. So if I was really sticking to my five-year goal five years ago, I would still be in finance. I would still be working in a very masculine way. And I'd probably be sick and disconnected from self. So by letting go and knowing that there's something greater always unfolding, and for anyone that's like, I have trouble trusting the universe or I can't trust what I can't see, like, think about how many breaths you've taken today. You don't know because you don't take care of that. Something else does. So, can we really just surrender into that? And when we find that level of trust, we can let go. Like, it's literally like just ex- exhaling a little bit. <laughs> like, and just what can I do? What am I being, what action feels really juicy for me to take? And always, again, it's like the things that we can do is aligning ourselves with women that are like doing the same things aligning ourselves in environments that really nourish that next level of you those are things that we can always control like and really invest in but trying to do too much you know by the way it feels if it starts not feeling good then you know you're you're out of alignment
1: i love that so much and especially because you said being surrounded with others who are on you know on the same vibrational level or maybe a little bit higher you know so we can yes. come together. and that's why i absolutely love live events you know i'm hosting one event in the end of april and for more for women yes. then exactly so i could take a break from life and come and be really surrounded with women who want you to rise and who will remind you of your greatness when you are in the moments that you are forgetting it. So seeing the bigger picture without having the need to control. And I want to ask you about that, Nicole, because where how do you create this beautiful like dance between like i'm letting go and i'll just see what comes to me versus i'm over planning strategizing because having a business you get to do some strategies and some work to put in but how do you really like dance between like when do you just let go surrender and let come to you versus sitting and strategizing and planning
2: yeah, that's a good question because this weekend I was really in that space and there's something that was really juicy that I know would take my life to the next level, like next, next level. But I actually had to say no to it because I'm already in, like, it's like I'm already doing so much around that. I'm already in a one-year program. Do I need two one-year programs? Like It's like, there's always going to be something that could take us to the next, next, next level, right? But we have to tune in and ask, like, where am I doing this from? Mm-hmm and that's important like where am i doing this from and like for me what i did a couple years ago was i was doing so much from ego and it was disguised as like yes i'm following my intuition and i'm being high vibe and all this stuff but when i really tuned into to the energy that that had me like really check into it was from fear and not having enough done so now i've gotten better at discerning i would say everyone has their own process with that but you have to check in and make sure that you are doing some things like for live events. I freaking love live events. I have a live event too. Live events have changed my life because it was when I couldn't afford at the time to get into private coaching and do these things that I really wanted to do. I would go to weekend events and like I could gather the money even, I mean, and that's why I say no one can say they don't have the money for a weekend event. Like it's bullshit. I'm sorry. I don't even know if we can cut here, but it's BS because I gathered money and like borrowed it from friends to go to a Tony Robbins event when I was on welfare. I knew that that weekend would change my life and it was there that I decided to to write my book. And there've been other events that I've gone to where I met women, where we stayed in connection and now our lives have changed. I've gone to other live events where I met mentors and then that changed my life. So I would say you gotta make sure that you're at least doing some things that are getting you out of your environment. Because I feel like for me, Coming from where I've come from, all I saw around me were other people in struggle, other people in the I don't have enough, other people in the life is hard space. And I had to really drop myself to soak, like let my cells, let my brain, let everything soak in that everything is possible. (laughs) Like there's another reality. And it was sometimes in those spaces and even in the online programs where I would see people like, wow. They're making $10,000 a month. Like, I didn't know that was even a possibility on the internet before five years ago. I didn't know. And now I'm like, if I made that much, I would feel like I'm like broke. (laughs) So it's like, you know, we have to put ourselves in the environment to see that there's a new, new reality out there.
1: No, I absolutely love it. And, and like I said, life events are really transformational because you can see what's possible. And like you said, it's a BS. If you say you don't have money to invest in the life events, because if you cannot do that, what are you spending your money on? Like you said, you became resourceful so you can go to the life event and it really changed your life. So absolutely. being in that energy, it's, I feel like it's, there is nothing else like that. you know. No. So, be there in it.
2: I would say the first what helped me, and that's where a lot of my clients, I have to like really check them so that they're they are like really tuned into how this works. You can have an online business, but the reason why I think my business went from making twelve thousand dollars in one year to two hundred and four thousand next year is because I literally went to like events quarterly. And obviously, if you look at my income as a single mom, making 12000 a year, living in L.A., I mean, I was g- collecting debts. Like, I mean, it was not looking good, but I knew that for me to accelerate it, I had to put myself in these environments. So that one year, I was going to any event I couldn't. It was crazy because I was like manifesting free tickets to some of them. Like, life will support you when you're like, I will do whatever it takes. Mm. And that's what I did. And then after that, now it's like, okay, well, let me get into the... The, the bigger, light, like the longer term things, right? And still going to some live events because it's just, it's always gonna be, it's always gonna help you.
1: Oh, I love that so much. So let me ask you, Nicole, now you're in a space that you know how to check in with yourself and how to stay aligned. Mm-hmm. What are some of your daily non-negotiables to feel
2: grounded and really aligned with yourself? I would say the number one is just making sure I'm feeling good. <laughs> right? Like some days that's doing a meditation and journaling. Some days it's not. Some days it's really tuning into like, it would, I would feel best if I got a coffee and like walk my dog on the beach first thing. Mm. So I don't have anything rigid. I have this like feeling that like, if people think they have me figured out, you don't because I'm <laughs> praying and evolving so much that like, who knows, I don't know where I'm going to be in two months. <laughs> so it's like, um, for me, it's just making sure I'm feeling good. Like what is making me feel good now? And for the most part, like I feel like I live in a space of devotion and that's something that I've developed. It's not something that, you know, that it was always there, but to me, devotion is beyond self-love. Self-love is all about your preferences where devotion is living in alignment with like the divine preferences for you, which is the highest vision on your life. Hmm. So there's a lot of praying. Like my daughter knows all of a sudden I'll turn on some, some sort of chant or music and I'll start doing like breath of fire. And I'm just like, I need to drop in right now. So the non-negotiable is making sure I feel good. And that means that I will say no to things. I will cancel plans. I will say yes to something really juicy last minute I'm just really living in that space because I feel like more than anyone's needs for me like there's a there's a calling on my life and I'm living for that
1: that's so incredible, and I truly believe that when we are in that space, that we're truly listening, what is heck yes, and what is like not right now, that's when you can really like flow, because we are here to really evolve and grow, and I love that, like, you think you have me figure it out, well, good luck with that, because I <laughs> moment to moment, and that I truly feel it's like purpose-driven life, because- yes. Every
2: single breath you take in, you are a different person. Totally. If we allow it, like it's always happening. So whenever whenever we're in a space of suffering, which I find myself in that, like I find myself in like, this doesn't light me up anymore. This feels boring. This is scary because I don't know what's next. Or this thing that I make all my money from really drives me crazy now. I don't want to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. Like when we find ourselves in the space, it's like the answer is already emerging. It's us being willing to like, just let things go. And to let things flow, and you know we get better and better at that the more we practice. It's a practice. Yes, it is. It's like and you will feel crazy. You probably will feel crazy. Like (laughs) the times that I felt crazy, especially when people are doing business old paradigm business where it's like checklist and time blocking. Like they think I'm freaking nuts, (laughs) but I'm okay with it you know, maybe I'll change down the road. I don't know. But right now it feels good.
1: (laughs) I I love it. It it truly comes down to feeling good because when you're feeling good, you're attracting good and you can give good. Like when we are forcing and pushing things, that's when we are lying to ourselves and others. You're not here to pushing and suffering and forcing. Like that's really not why we are here. So when you can say, this is what will make me feel good right now. And I love how fluid you are, that you are not rigid because I find myself when I'm trying to like fit fit the boxes and doing the like right business things, I was like, no, no, that doesn't work for me. Yeah. Like there are some yeah. things like, oh, I get to have like scheduled things and currently and my clients, it's not like,
2: yes. oh girl, I'm not feeling like call today. It's- <laughs> yeah, no, not that. We don't do that. People pay me, I show up for that. It's also, that's true. That's And that's the point I think that a lot of people have to understand is that our priorities, which are our priorities that we need to do they're gonna be the things we show up for it because they are fulfilled. they're aligned with our fulfillment though. Mm-hmm. And that's you know, so I get to live that, but it wasn't just the like in two thousand fifteen when I had this vision, it didn't look like that. In the beginning there were things that had to be put into place. But this is in year four, after me being so diligent and really being connected and, and continuing to grow and evolve and things shift all the time. That's amazing. but we have to feel good. If we don't focus on feeling good, then none of it's gonna happen.
1: Yeah, and none of it will make even sense because then you'll be just checking off the list like done, done, done and what's next but you're not
2: living in the aliveness and the joy so it's super important. And I should say like writing my book for instance, a lot of that didn't feel good but that was something that was a calling on my heart and I knew it had to be born. mm -hmm. So there was a period for me and we all have seasons, there was a period of like literally I was coffee shop all the time. Like I was obsessed with that damn book. (laughs) Like I was, it was just like, I knew it had to be born. And now I'm in a space of creating more space because it feels good. And I, and I do that with my daughter and there's things I want to do. So you have to ask yourself, like, what season are you in? Are you in a season of building your platform and getting people to know who you are? Then you got to show up like that. And then if you've been showing up like that for a few years and now you're like, I'm in a season of creating space and redefining who I am, then you know that too.
1: Hmm. I love that. And it goes back to trusting, Trusting trust and and really surrendering and knowing that whatever comes up, it's, it's right for you and not trying to figure it out and, and check it on the outside of you. Absolutely. So amazing. Nicole, what is the one last thing that it's on your heart that you would love to share with you know, the audience for the women who are still trying to align with their purpose and who they really are?
2: Quiet the noise in your head. Mm. quiet the noise in your head like you know I'm birthing this idea of high performance spirituality because people think that high performance is like running faster doing more waking up earlier staying up later no it's not especially for women that are tuned in it's actually about tuning in and simplifying quieting the noise and we pick up a lot of noise on social media from our parents and like to me being still and surrendering is is like the next level for all of us
1: yes oh my goodness i love it and that's why i'm like you are just such a such a gift to this world you know not only because of your past and what you have built but also what you are creating it's truly going against the grind and i love that i love (laughs) it It's it's like you're such a trailblazer and I love thank that we're you showing up in your life because when we do that, when we share our story, when we are unapologetically us, which will it bring in not only the abundance for us, but we also show others what's possible. So thank you so much for all the work and I'm excited to tune into the book, especially yes. now I see that we're so like connected without even knowing who we are.
2: Yeah. And
1: when um, I it's on so- audible
2: now. So I... and everyone has no excuse. It's on Audible. And I think the Audible, I don't know. A lot of people like reading the book. It's a thick book, but people read it in like 24 hours sometimes because it's like a juicy fiction book, but it's inspiring because I take you on the journey and it's very vulnerable. Um, so I would say listen to it on Audible and see, see if you like it on Audible better. But yeah, in Audible, you can hear my voice. And as I go through it, it's very you know, raw and in the moment for me as well
1: yeah thank you so much Nicole and, and I'm thank so excited you to keep continuing to supporting your journey and seeing your light and what you're creating thank you same well stay connected